Welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. In the last episode, you heard me talk about why I don't use the term influencer to define myself, what it means to be an influencer, and my thoughts and ramblings to start the conversation with who an influencer is and what that even means. If you haven't heard it already, you should definitely check it out. In this episode, I'll be discussing things I've learned as a social media coordinator slash manager, my tips, things I wish I had known, mistakes I've made, and more. You know, just thinking back to everything that I've just really gone through to get to where I am now, more and more realizing that I didn't really want to be a social media strategist or coordinator or manager from the beginning. And I don't know, like, and all the things that I've, I thought I would be growing up, I just didn't think social media marketing was a career path for me. Just looking back at the journey to getting where I am now, I can kind of piece together in ways of how this came to be. I was a PR major at the UNC School of Media and Journalism, and I also started a blog in 2010. I loved being creative with photo editing and writing, and never really want to, again, pursue a social media career until I developed my own branding on social media. I think that's actually when I started showing more interest in it, is when I was experimenting with social media and the start of Instagram and what that even was. I'm really excited about this episode because I've been blogging for nine years now, and I started Instagram when it actually started, which was in 2010. I remember because it was junior year of high school. That's when Instagram really started. And so I've just watched it evolve over the years. And I've definitely learned a lot as it grew. Like I grew as well. Like I said, I've just really developed a lot of insight into social media marketing and what it was then and what it has become now and eventually will become later on down the road. And now I'm going to share tips that I found useful as a social media coordinator and some things that I'm sure anyone looking into going down that career path or starting it or have any interest in it and just want to know more. um, I hope these are useful. So my first tip is planning it out. I love the idea of planning. I think my obsession with planning everything out, it honestly stems from the perfectionist in me. I've always liked the idea, maybe it was the idea of control, but I loved having everything laid out and just like mentally knowing where everything was. I remember... It was, I don't want to say it was really bad, but I definitely had this sort of like mentality all of college. I kept a planner with me at all times. I like to record everything of when my next classes were, even though I had the schedule memorized. I like to write down my next class, what I'm doing after class, what I'm doing that night, like everything written out. And for some reason, that just made me feel really good. And the best part is just being able to cross off on your to-do list the things that you've accomplished in that day. Maybe that's just me, but I just loved that feeling. 
And so where I'm going with this is I've spent a lot of my life planning and I've done it with basically everything in my life. And that's honestly how I've been able to function and manage a lot of the side hustling that I do with my blog, podcast, YouTube, and Instagram. And so planning is an important aspect that is very useful and something that you actually need as a social media manager, coordinator, strategist, whatever. I have a content calendar that I build for the brand and I use Planoli to plan out posts ahead of time, but also I do it with the understanding that social media is constantly changing, which means content is also bound to change. And I guess what I didn't finish mentioning in the, in the part where I used to just plan everything and be a perfectionist and everything is that I had this sort of fear that if I didn't have everything written out and if I didn't have everything scheduled, that something would go wrong. And I guess in that sense, I was a little insecure with how I handled the aspect of control. If I didn't have everything planned out, if I didn't know what was happening next, then whatever did happen, if things were to mess up or something, it would be my fault. And I did everything I could to not let that happen. But, you know, life likes to surprise us in ways and show us that not everything goes according to plan. I was able to just really get through that mentality and kind of overcome it as I continued experiencing these situations where I'm wondering, I'm planning everything, I'm doing everything right, why aren't things working out? I'm really glad that I've been able to like go through that and know what it feels like because it's been very helpful for me with where I'm at now in terms of doing social media marketing from a brand standpoint. You can plan out everything, you can schedule everything, but go about it with the understanding that, again, social media is always changing and content is always bound to change. Things I post a week from now can differ from what I had originally planned for it. Building a content calendar may seem more tedious and difficult for some, but it actually makes your life so much easier. Not in the sense that you're reliant on the content calendar, but in the sense that it allows you to take a lot off your plate, as in, look, you've done this and you can turn your attention and focus to something else. I have actually ran into a lot of problems because, you know, technology is not something you should always rely on. When scheduling, even with Planoli, I found that some things just weren't able to go up and some things, you know, just failed at the scheduling of the post. And so, I had to manually do it, which is, again, always double check, and I'm going to get into that um, more in the tips. The second tip is to strategize the goals. So every piece of content needs to somehow reflect or tie into the brand or brand image. Don't just post content just to post content. The brand that I work for, I have filler content that I use. And even though the filler content is just quotes and like scenery or something like New York related because we are New York based, I try to tie in some sort of relation to the photo, to the brand, 
So again, when people are viewing all the content that I use, they know that it's still speaking from that brand's perspective and that brand's you know, voice. And that's really important for someone like a social media coordinator to realize and just remember because when you're working for a brand, it's not necessarily your voice. And you might sometimes find that you make decisions based on what you think for yourself personally and not from a brand standpoint. But I think communication with the team and communication with the boss and just really having an understanding of why this content works for this and just having that has been really helpful. And I do have like meetings with the team to discuss the content that I do post and that also just helps make things easier so I'm not just making all the decisions on my own for the brand. The third tip is to think ahead. From a consumer and brand standpoint, it's important to know what kind of content performs well. For instance, holiday time, sales, all of that content is valuable because for a brand, that's when you have your biggest pushes. Say, Black Friday. That's when you need to be sure you're posting more frequently for sales, tracking the beginning of the sale and the end of the sale and really just pushing it um, in between so people can constantly be reminded to shop the sale. You should have a good understanding of it by now if you've been charged of the socials. So you should know what content works for the audience that you're relaying the information to and each platform is different. So just really understanding the audience on each platform is so important. I mean, here's something to think about. What is a creative way to promote something to an audience that just really stands out? I'm constantly trying to find different ways to approach a sale post because, I mean, we all know it's to shop a sale. But what's a creative way to really engage with the audience and really just grab their attention? And the team I work with, we try to incorporate fun gifts and memes that are relevant to the social culture and just keep things fun because that's, you know, a big part of the brand that I work with. That's what we do. We want to be witty and funny and on trend in some ways. So it's also valuable to know what's happening in the social culture and just be up to date with it. My next tip is be consistent. And I mean be consistent with the company's branding and always ask whether the content you're posting is coming from a brand's point of view because it's so important to put your biases aside and actually think from a brand's perspective because what you're putting out on the brand's Instagram or social isn't coming from you, it's actually coming from the brand itself and that is so important to keep in mind. So be consistent with the content that best fits each platform. That should be throughout all platforms, whether you need to coordinate with the person who handles emails or the person who handles the website design. Just being consistent on all fronts is so important. It takes communication to really figure that out and make sure that is running smoothly. My next tip is engaging with the audience. By now, I feel like I have the best hold on the audience for the company that I work for, 
and also just my own brand in general because I'm constantly the one managing the relationships between the customers. Every day I'm answering comments from the consumers, I'm answering DMs, I'm literally having conversations with the audience on a daily basis. I'm also constantly looking at what performs well on Instagram stories, how many swipe ups, which products are actually getting clicked on, and what people are really engaging with. And that's really important for me to know, and the only way I can know is if I'm constantly asking the audience what it is that they do like, and just getting their feedback is so important. And here are things I wish I had known when I first started social media marketing. The first one is understanding what KPIs were. KPIs are key performance indicators. These are measurable values that give you more insight in how a company can reach its goals effectively. For example, KPIs on Instagram include engagement rate, the reach, which is the actual number of people who have seen your post, the impressions, which is the number of times your post, stories, or profile has been viewed, follower growth, mentions, profile visits, email clicks. All of these are metrics on Instagram that give you more insight into how well your content performed. KPIs are important because as a brand that utilizes social to measure conversions, sales, and just bring awareness to their brand, it's important to track those metrics. Another thing that I wish I had known when I first started is that I knew this, but I didn't know how much would go into all of the working, the brand aspect of it, is that social media never stops. And I mean, it does not stop. <laughs> as much as I have days where I want to disconnect and just stay away from my phone and really just get my eyes off of a screen, <laughs> my job is based around looking at a screen and posting content. At work, I'm constantly on the phone. Even though I do try to get up, readjust my eyes, and I even wear blue light blocking glasses to help me with headaches that I get from looking at the screens. But there are days where I just, you know, wonder and wish what I would be doing if I wasn't doing social media and looking at a screen constantly from a phone to a computer. And I know that's basically what everyone does anyway, but... I feel like does affect me in some ways just knowing that that's also part of my job and that's something that I have to do and keep track of and be a part of. So that's something I, I do wish I had known, really. Um, another one is a part of me does dislike the fact that I have to always be on for social, even on the weekends. But it's all about balance. For the weekends though, I do plan out the content ahead of time for the feed and I plan out story content, so basically all I have to do is post the stories manually. And if anyone actually knows of a software or app that schedules story content, please let me know because that will be a game changer and that would make my life so much easier on the weekends. Man, um, another thing I wish I had known is I knew how to best approach pitching to brands because even though I did take PR classes when I was at UNC, I don't think I really truly knew how to 
best pitch myself from a content creator influencer perspective. And that's something that I just learned how to do through experience because all of it just is part of the experience and learning from what you do and going through it. And I really don't regret any of that. So I've been able to learn and gain so much from my experiences by going through it. And last but not least, followers do not equate growth. Something else that I really just wish I was just strong and believing in before I started. I remember going through times in my first few years and feeling so frustrated and just in a toxic mentality of how hard I pushed myself and felt so insecure with why I wasn't growing as fast as other people and why, you know, other content creators were getting these brand deals and why I wasn't. There were times when I just felt like it was because, you know, I didn't look like everyone else and I was a Korean American and I just really put myself down through those years. I really picked at myself and I wish I was stronger in who I was before getting into social media and watching it just kind of take a toll on my body in the physical sense with social media. Looking back, I do think that those times, even though it was difficult to get through, I still was able to use that experience and that kind of pain to get to where I am now and just mentally remind myself of the place that I used to be and why that everything that I work for now is for the purpose of getting better and that I've come a long way from it. I think really reminding myself and um, just knowing that like a number doesn't define who you are and you are more than just an Instagram handle and the amount of followers you have and the amount of likes you get on a photo. I guess that kind of segues a little bit into mistakes I've made. I've actually made a lot of mistakes from not a brand perspective, but from my own perspective with tackling the social media space. And I remember once I sent in the wrong Google Analytics portion to a brand because I didn't know how Google Analytics worked. And I was kind of like, you know what, I can do this and I know what to do and I know how this works, that kind of mentality. And so I did, you know, without actually like looking over what portion that they wanted and what was on the Google Analytics they were looking for, I just kind of just sent it in and it was wrong. And I think these, I don't want to say like you need to make the mistakes to know what you did wrong, but in some ways when you do make mistakes, don't beat yourself up over it, but kind of take a step back and be like, how can I not make this mistake again? What can I learn from this mistake that I've made? And that's what I did. Because after I embarrassed myself and sent in the wrong analytics, I looked up how Google Analytics worked. <laughs> it just sucked that I had to embarrass myself for it. But you live and you learn, right? Another example of a mistake that I've made Hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't fully read a contract one time for a brand and I didn't deliver the content I was supposed to on the deadline we had agreed on. 
And I also sent in the wrong content. I do remember that. Yeah, okay. It was just a big mess up. <laughs> wrong content. Didn't make the deadline. This brand was probably like, what are we doing working with her? But all of that made me realize to always double, triple check. Always, always do that. And check grammar, all the requirements and everything. Moving forward from there, every time I am on a campaign, I look over the requirements so thoroughly. And I check the deadline and make sure I can actually get this content delivered to them early or on time. And if not, then I immediately tell the brand if there's any way we can work out a different deadline because brands pay attention to that. I guess I could kind of, I just want to like throw in from a brand perspective. I know I'm going back and forth a little bit, but from a brand perspective, I remember working on a campaign and it was like an influencer campaign. And there was this one influencer who had, I'm not going to say names, but she had like a million followers and I had heard of her, you know, I've been like following her for a while, but our brand was working with her and she just went completely silent, like radio silent during the campaign, did not deliver anything that she needed to. And the brand that I was with, we were like, what? What just happened? She has beautiful content. She has the engagement that we're looking for. And yet she couldn't deliver the content on time, let alone even respond back to us. And I remember on that day, the director was like, we are never working with her again. I was just like, wow. You know, like from a brand, we choose to work with you. It's not we have to work with you. It's that we choose to because you are the best fit for our brand. If you're an influencer or content creator, we're trying to work with. But just keeping that in mind is that the director was just so quick to be like, we're not ever working with her. Everything, you know, all the content, the beautiful content that she had on her feed, none of it mattered because she couldn't deliver. And what does that say? <sighs> so... Going back to um, the mistake that I made, I I realized that, yeah, always double check and triple check and make sure you can actually deliver all the content that you're agreeing on before signing anything. And for contracts, make sure you read everything. Seriously, read everything. That's probably not all the mistakes I've made. I'm sure there's more, but the ones I could really just pinpoint. Circling back to why I'm even on this social media marketing path is that the more I've been talking this out, the more I've just been really thinking that I think once you feel that like, aha, this is it moment, you know that this is where your passion lies. And oftentimes I find myself doubting what I'm capable of and who I am and where I want to be. I question my thinking over and over until I find some sort of flaw into it all to make sure this is where I want to be. And guess what? I still don't get it right because here I am still sitting here, still questioning, where do I want to be? And what do I want to do? What am I truly good at and passionate about? I guess I really felt that kind of like pure happiness like that moment while doing content for a campaign I had with Grand Central where I just truly felt happiness and 
After going through the entire process of planning, prepping, location scouting, and shooting for the campaign, everything just felt right. I mean, sure, there were a lot of difficulties that I had to go through, but after sending them the deliverables, I felt so proud of the work that Eric, who is my manager and work partner, and I had accomplished for this. And honestly, I just get chills thinking back to it because that's when I knew. That's when I knew that I really was passionate about this sort of work and being able to deliver content for a brand that I really am passionate about um, and am passionate about working with. I want to take a few seconds here before I end this episode to get you thinking a little bit about all of this. Maybe you don't have a social media marketing background, or maybe you're interested in starting a career in the social media marketing space. What are your favorite takeaways from this episode? What's something you learned or wish you heard more about from me? I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'm going to actually give you the time to write these down and email it to me. My email is at the bottom of the description. It's gracefullymadeblog at gmail.com or type it up on Instagram DM and send it over to at bygracely. And I'm going to allow you to do that for a couple of seconds with this music. And when the music's over, please send it over so I can take a look at it and read. end on this note. For those of you wanting to take the next step with working with brands or want to one day work with a brand, think of your IG feed like a portfolio. As a social media strategist, I look at people's feeds to see examples of shots I'm looking for in a brand. Remember that a brand has different goals and different approaches to whatever its goals are. You want to cover all your bases so brands can see you can deliver that shot. Whether that's flat lays, lifestyle images, makeup tutorials, creative angles, storytelling, whatever it is, remember that as you keep building your portfolio, you'll be able to feel more confident in the content you produce and how you can best work with the brand or how a brand can best work with you. Remember that. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode in the series, where I have a conversation with Natalie Barbu, a YouTube and digital content creator and host of the podcast, The Real Real, about what is influencer marketing, our thoughts, where it's headed, how we stay up to date, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in. <music>